Welcome to another episode of the Ask ACES podcast, where we connect you with science and answer common questions you may have regarding food, agriculture, families, and more. Today, we are joined by Mark Lang, a counselor with the University of Illinois Counseling Center. Mark serves as the embedded counselor for students in the College of ACES, which means he has a dedicated focus on counseling ACES students. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, Mark. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me be here. Of course. Um, so today we're going to be talking about mental health, which can be a very broad topic when put in those terms. So we're going to focus a little more specifically on its importance, especially for college students. Mental health is a very relevant topic for college students right now for several reasons that we're going to sort of explore a little bit later. But first, Mark, if you could introduce yourself real quickly to our listeners. Well, like you said, my name is Mark Lang, and I am an embedded counselor here at the College Bases. And before coming to U of I, I spent several years as a professional counselor in rural areas of Kansas and Missouri. Uh, However, most recently, I served as the director of Agape Counseling and Training Center in uh, Beijing, China. So I've done a lot of different things, and uh, I'm really looking forward to being here at U of I and and serving in, in ACES. Yes, and College of ACES is very lucky to have somebody with such um, expertise and a broad knowledge and so many experiences. So yeah, it should be a really good discussion today. So like I said earlier in the intro, I briefly talked about how important mental health is for college students. Could you share from your perspective why you would say that college is a really crucial time for students to focus on mental health? When I think of like my mental health, I think of two basic things. One is how can I better develop my mind to make good decisions? And then also, how can I better manage my emotions, especially during difficult circumstances? So kind of on that basis, consciously or subconsciously, we're all working on our mental health. Sometimes we just don't recognize it. So what makes this time of life so important? And I think this is where a person's really kind of leaving the nest, so to speak making decisions that are going to impact the the rest of their life. Previously, most students have had kind of this protective covering of family support in some way. And that may still continue, but the the weight of the decisions uh, for the future now more fully rests on the student. And that's an exciting thing, but it can also be kind of a, a weight of pressure of, I am making the decisions of my life. In, in making these decisions, I, I was just kind of thinking through, well, what are the, the key areas? And one of those is relationships. You know, it's about who and how am I going to relate to others? Uh, what kind of person am I going to be? What do I value? And how do I convey that to the people that are important to me? And, and so these are decisions that affect the rest of your life. Um, a second uh, area, particularly for university students, is you know they're deciding who am I going to be, what am I going to do with my life, and how am I going to get there. So having a well-developed mind and being able to manage your emotions well, I think they're critical to making these kinds of decisions that that you make now that hopefully you'll treasure for the rest of your life. Right, absolutely. And you know, being a college student myself, I definitely you know, experience that college is a time of change in so many ways. So there are definitely a lot of opportunities, I think, for people to grow. Um, Something that, you know, comes along with college are mental health struggles. And so I'm curious what you've observed. What are some of the most common sort of mental health related struggles that you've, you know, seen college students experiencing? Yeah, I think from what I've been seeing on campus, you know, the most common mental health struggle 
as I would identify it, the stress. You know, when we're facing the pressure of life, which is actually a, a good thing, I mean, pressure helps to build us. In college, boy, there's lots of pressure put on to, to develop your mind. But when that pressure becomes strong, then one of the things is that our tendency is that we kind of, we can kind of like go in a couple of different ways. And one of those is to kind of feel like we're not going to be able to manage it. Uh, we begin to have doubts. And this is that kind of angst inside that we feel stressed. And as that builds, we get to a point where we get stressed out. But there's another, another direction that we can take uh, with that, and that's to challenge ourselves to handle that pressure and to grow through it. Now, when we take that stress route, those can lead into three different directions. The common ones uh, of being stressed out are often depressed moods. You know, we kind of get down and, and feel in some ways kind of helpless or hopeless that I'm not going to make it or it's not happening. And so we just get that kind of depressed mood. Another is anxious. And so we get, we, we start to feel stronger bouts of anxiety, which I think is a little bit different than stress. It's kind of like the, the outgrowth of stress, but it's a, a much stronger level. And we can get to the point where we actually let anxiety make our decisions for us. We can let fear kind of control what we do, how we do it, and things like that. And then the last one, particularly in this season, is feelings of isolation. So when we get stressed, um, that can build to the point where we just feel like we're all alone. And you know others, others are going through the same kinds of things. They, they talk about it, but internally it just feels like we're, we're isolated. And again, you know, those are kind of like uh, outcomes of allowing stress, that direction of stress to just build and build to a point where it breaks out into one of these areas. Right. I think it definitely can build up. And I think in the moment, it can feel like for students or anybody experiencing it, that it's like the, the absolute worst thing on the planet and there's no one else mm -hmm. experiencing it. Um, which I definitely have, you know, observed when like reading about mental health and, and people's experiences. And then the next question is about COVID-19. The extended quarantine we experienced within the past few months has really impacted, I think, a lot of people's mental health. A lot of people relieve stress um, by sort of finding ways to distract themselves, going out, working out, um, going to the mall, hanging with friends, all that stuff. But obviously with COVID-19, a lot of those distractions aren't really realistic anymore. So how can those who sort of rely on going outside and sort of seeking, you know, outside um, resources to cope, how can they keep their mental health in check while COVID-19 is happening? Yeah, well, you're definitely right. COVID-19 has put like a roadblock across the, the normal paths that we have in connecting with people and getting our work done and, you know, even how we restore ourselves. It's just like, you know, we've had these paths that we just, we don't even have to think about. And now COVID has kind of like put this block up. It's like, Nope, you can't go this way anymore. <laughs> and, and so in kind of looking at making better headway, I want to look at three different things that I think all of us can look at and make some changes in and actually find some new pathways, maybe around those blockades and continue to, to live life and enjoy life. And so one of those is uh, our attitude. We have to recognize what, what's going on inside of us. Uh, we need to realize that COVID is another one of those layers of pressure, and we have a choice. Do we stress out about it, or do we challenge it? Do we become creative? 
there's a huge difference between that feeling of being stressed out and feeling like I'm up for the challenge. I'm going to challenge this. I'm going to face it and, and kind of break through. Uh, a lot of power in challenge. And there's a lot of power in stress that you know, has us sitting on the path. Um, and it's really been cool because I, you know, I'm doing a lot of observing. I'm learning here at ACES and, and, and on campus. And um, you know, I, I was out disc golfing uh, a few weeks back and I saw a group of college students coming through and you know, some of them looked pretty good. They had some good skill as they were playing, but there were also some that were like, man, this has got to be the first time. <laughs> you know, they have never thrown a disc. They have no idea what's going to happen with it. And, you know, but, but the cool thing was is that those who had the skill were really kind of coming alongside and helping them, the new ones. And the new ones were just like, hey, new path. Let's, let's discover. And they were enjoying it. They were connecting. And it was like, that's someone who has gotten off the, the path that has been blocked. And they're charting out a new course. They're looking for new opportunities. And that kind of attitude is going to go miles and miles down the path instead of just being stopped, waiting for things to change back to the old. And so I'd really encourage, check your attitude. Do you have that challenging attitude or do you kind of have that stressed, I'm just going to wait for it to, to move on? The second thing that I think is really powerful is our focus. Are we focused inward or are we focused outward? And so when we focus on ourselves, you know, I can think exactly how I feel, how strong that feels. And the more I concentrate on it, the more it becomes clear and it actually comes, becomes bigger. It's almost like blowing up a balloon. You know, I've got this balloon, this issue, but as I focus on it, it's like blowing it up, blowing it up and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And it can become huge just because I'm focusing so much energy and time on it. Now, it, it is good to kind of do a self-check, you know, how, what's going on. But the self-check is so that you can move forward. Um, and so putting that focus outward, and, and what I find is that when I'm out there helping others, caring for others, engaging with others, I don't notice that stress nearly as much. I don't notice the, the struggles. And so stress has a hard time staying in that position when I'm more focused outward. The, the last one that I'd encourage um, in kind of working through these times is recognizing the influence that's around you. Who's speaking into my life? You know, we all have people speaking in our life. We have things speaking in our, whether that's, you know, on social networking uh, or television or our peers, our friends, there are voices out here and being aware of who we're allowing to not just come into our thinking, but actually into our heart is really important. If we have a lot of stressors, people who focus on stress and are stressed out and they're talking about all the, the calamity of the stress, then naturally, without any effort on our part, our stress is going to increase. But if we have people that are out there challenging the stress, they're challenging the pressure and, and and working at it and, um, you know, those kind of people are motivating. And they can actually, without any, anything on our part, help to move us out of our, you know, off that stuck path. And so, you know, those three things, you know, whether it's mental health or in particularly in this particular season with COVID-19 adding a, a much greater level of pressure to live through, 
Where's your attitude? What's your focus? And who's influencing you? What are the voices coming in? I think are three powerful ways that you can begin to make some changes. Right. I agree with, I, I love all of those um, suggestions and I think they, you know, it's, it's definitely something that I know I like to have to work on um, a few of those as well. Um, I think everyone can sort of work on different, those different areas. Like you said, there's always room, I think, for growth. And then sort of talking more specifically about your position in ACEs, how can you as the ACEs embedded counselor um, help students if they're looking for guidance? As an embedded counselor for ACEs, uh, if you're an ACEs student, you have direct access to me. Um, instead of going through the counseling center, um, send me an email and you can directly connect. I've got a wide background of experience and, and kind of walking alongside students and helping them to grow and to explore and to find new paths. Uh, and I'm connected to all the resources of the counseling center. So, you know, this position really creates a, a unique and I think really positive opportunity for students to just kind of step into it a little bit and see what would be helpful. Right. It's just, it's such a great way for an easy way for students to, if they're looking for guidance from you, I, I think it's just a really great position to have. Um, and I know though, for a lot of students who maybe haven't had experience with counseling in the past, it can be a little daunting to contact a counselor because you don't really know what to expect. So what would you say to those who have never been to counseling and are maybe hesitant about going? What would you say to them? Yeah, well, first I would say that, you know, I recognize it's, it's not comfortable to reach out to a stranger and go, okay, here's my life. <laughs> there are some people that are comfortable with that. They're okay with it. But most of us, you know, really kind of struggle with that. But yeah, when we think of the stereotypes, you know, often the, they're, they're very, very clinical. They're very like uh, in crisis mode. You know, well, I'm not in crisis. You know, I'm not at the end of my rope. And, and so I need to go to a counselor. That stereotype, you know, that's just one element of it. You know, I prefer to, to view counseling as an opportunity to grow, to hone some skills and deal with pressure in, in a better way. Now, there's a couple of ways that we could get started, uh, both from the email, but um, the first one would be like a consultation. And you may have just like, hey, Mark, you know, I'm stuck on my path. I'm trying to connect with friends. Here's what's going on help brainstorm with me maybe some options. What would be some, you know, what would be three or four things that I can go try? And then maybe, you know, you're at that point where you're, you're wanting to develop some strength in either being able to, to manage your thinking in a better way or, you know, be able to kind of deal with emotions that at this time with all the things going on, they're just high. And it makes sense that they're high because of all that's going on. And so we can go a little bit deeper in that and kind of do a, an overall assessment of what's going on so that we can, you know, have a more strategic um, approach to kind of dealing with what you're going through. Great. Yeah. And there are so many aspects of counseling, you know, it's just nice talking to a professional who observes your thoughts and is able to, you know, offer observations on anything you're struggling with and can really help you just see things about yourself that you didn't realize. So I think it's always good to have that sort of outside perspective from 
a professional like yourself. So I think ACES students are really lucky to have you as their embedded counselor. But yeah, we, we covered a lot today, a lot of really important topics regarding mental health. So thank you so much, Mark, for sharing your expertise with us and for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're very welcome. ACES students who are interested in counseling can contact Mark at mlaying at illinois.edu to set up an appointment or consultation. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us next time for another Ask ACES podcast.